Hi, my name's Edie. I'm 17. I'm a rising senior in high school. I'm Chinese American. I'm an introvert. I'm a dancer. I do theater. I could go on, but to save you some time, I won't. All I'm saying is that everyone has a unique set of attributes from which an individual voice emerges. So, with that, welcome to my podcast, Voices. Here we talk about a lot of things, but what's important is that everyone who shares uses their voice to discuss the topic at hand. Part of being human is discovering your voice, but it's also about learning the voices of others. This week I'm back with another episode of Quarantine Chronicles. I had so much fun making these episodes, it's so lovely to hear such uplifting stories from so many different people. Starting things off this week, I talked with my friend Olivia Posen about those quirky quarantine things we'll always remember. So, something that I can talk about that I was a positive memory was the 4th of July this year. Let me clear this up first of all by saying I am not a fan of what the 4th of July celebrates because I think it is hypocritical to celebrate independence while there were still people who were enslaved. But anyways, usually I celebrate the 4th of July by going to watch the fireworks at this country club with my family and some friends. And obviously everything is a little bit different during coronavirus. Everything is a little bit different than how it usually is. So this year, the fireworks, because that's always the main centerpiece of the 4th of July. Fireworks obviously couldn't go on as normal because it usually involves a very large gathering of people. So this year they had everybody spread out across the first hole of the golf course so that they could see the fireworks. And so me and some friends distancing, of course, all were super excited and we all got spread out along the golf course and we are very excited. And of course, when it starts, there's this big, big row of trees and the fireworks, unfortunately, did not get shot high enough into the sky. And so you could only see about half of every single one of the fireworks. And I think it was just, I think, I thought it was very perfectly quarantine. It it just summed everything up very well, I thought. I thought it was funny. And just as much as we want everything to be normal, everything will be a little bit off going forward from now on. But it was still a great evening. I got to see a whole bunch of friends. And I still had a really great time, despite the circumstances. Yeah, that that reminds me of just there are so many like little quarantine things that like are just seem very insignificant, but we'll always just look back on and laugh. Like one that comes to the top of my head is um, being alone in a breakout room on Zoom. Um, like that is just something that that would never happen unless you were in quarantine or like someone's microphone not working or just like you know, tiny things that kind of don't seem that just, important, but are seem like staples of quarantine, I guess. Yeah, just just part of the new, our new adjustments to what's happening in the world. Quarantine has let many people take time to be reflective, and my friend Juliet Catlin explains how she's reflected. So something that I realized has changed for me as a result of quarantine that might seem really insignificant is that when I go to sleep, I find myself thinking of different things than I used to. So before when school was in session and I had extracurriculars going on, 
I found that at night, going to bed was something I forced myself to do since I would be exhausted without it. At night, I'd often overthink and worry about many aspects of my life because of the stress I had. I was always thinking about assignments, tests, and social problems, etc. And I felt like I couldn't escape any of these parts of my life because they were so ongoing. There was no deadline. But now, since I'm so lucky that my family has stayed safe so far and that many of the stressors in my life have been put on pause, I feel like if I want to, I can even go to bed at 4 a.m. because I have no problem doing so since I know that the next day I can just relax because my schedule is so free. And so when I'm going to bed at night, I tend to now think more of my future, of my opportunities and the goals I have, of how grateful I am for what I've lived instead of dwelling on the past and being scared of the future. So that's not to say that I don't think about other problems because now that I have so much time off, I've been really trying to educate myself on the issues and injustices surrounding me. And so I get upset and worried from time to time. But I've just really realized that the schedule that once seemed so normal to me was what was really affecting me. And because I'm no longer going through it, I feel so much happier since I've been able to reflect so much and focus my mind on other things like helping others on doing what I feel like I should do and not what I have to. And most importantly, on positivity and gratefulness. I've reached a whole different mindset and I view the world differently and I'm amazed at how much I've changed just from thinking about different things before I close my eyes and fall asleep. Another friend, Sammy Schrager, discussed the time she's taken to reflect and some of the interactions that came out of it. So I go down to the Cape usually every other weekend because we have a place down there, which is, you know, I feel blessed, obviously, because, you know, it's a privilege. We live right near the beach that is uh, overlooking Buzzards Bay. And we have this little jetty of rocks that just like juts out into the bay. And I, I go there a lot to just look out on everything when everything's really quiet. Like when the sun's setting usually. And I just, I just reflect. And it's, it's been helping me a lot. But there was, there was one specific time around, I think it was around two weeks ago, I was just looking out and it was, it was really windy. And so it was a little bit chilly. So I had like a huge sweatshirt on. And since the, the jetty was like, we have a little river that like feeds into the bay. And so obviously there's another side. And on the other side, there are some people who fish off of there for like a living. and. I remember just looking across and making eye contact with like every single one. There there were probably about eight people fishing and I remember making eye contact with them and it was it was just the, it was a small moment but I I felt so like at peace and I felt like I understood you know what they were feeling in the moment cuz we were it was all silent like they weren't saying anything but it was it was just this moment of eye contact where i could feel like the frustration like they need to catch a fish to like pay the bills and it was it was like two sides of of life on the cape you know cuz me privileged you know just sitting on the rocks just like looking at the sunset trying to get my mental health together you know on the other side it's like people making a living. So I, I sat there for probably about 10 minutes after they left. And I remember I was, I was just reflecting. I was like, whoa, like I never really thought about it. Like people's 
lives down there because usually when you think of the cape you think of like american flag toting like white bread you know and that's the majority of people down there but there there's a population a small unfortunately really small population of people of color who are just trying to make a living and just trying to sustain life down there and those small interactions with them you can just you can just tell how frustrating it is to live down there but it I, I the the eye contact it it made me happy which is weird because it's like they smiled obviously because they're nice people it it made me happy to to see other people who are going through it you know a different struggle but we kind of just we're, we were able to look at each other from each side of the of the river and I don't know. It just, it made me happy to feel less alone. Aside from taking time to reflect, quarantine has allowed many to pick up things they hadn't before, and my friend Olivia Helfrich Tapia is no exception. So, I've always liked gardening, and this year we planted fruit in our garden for the first time. The other day I noticed that the raspberries were red, and that was pretty exciting. So, I picked the first ones of the year, and it was really nice. It was great to know that I had planted them and that they had made progress throughout quarantine. During this quarantine, I found it pretty hard to stay motivated while so much seems to be staying still and not moving forward. With the raspberries becoming ripe, it was like a reminder that things keep going no matter how strange the world is right now or how hard it might seem to keep going. Our vegetables, fruits, and flowers all continue to grow with just some water and some care. We continue going every day, even though the days all kind of blend together, but some days have surprises and some days have raspberries. As teenagers, it's very easy for my generation to be independent and responsible for ourselves, but for families with younger children, that's not the case. My friend Gabby Vogel has been able to babysit and discussed the multiple positive impacts it can have. One part of quarantine that has been meaningful to me is having more free time to babysit. I've started babysitting for one family every day and another family one time per week. As hard as quarantine is for me alone, it is so much harder for the kids I've started spending more time with. Kids need so much attention and many of them have parents who are still working. So it is really hard for them to get the attention they need to develop their social skills. I love babysitting because it makes me so happy to see the children smile when they have it so hard right now. Everything they say is so interesting, and they actually have a really good idea of what is going on in the world for someone who is so young. Babysitting is my way of helping these kids, their parents, and my own mental health. It gives me a schedule that I have not had for so long, and since I want to be a teacher someday, it gives me a lot of experience for the future. Even though quarantine is so difficult and tiring, babysitting is my way of finding happiness in each day of the pandemic. And last but not least, I'm here to share another one of my positive quarantine stories. One of the biggest defining elements of quarantine is the physical isolation. I haven't been able to go to school or dance or even hang out with my friends the way I'm used to. And that feeling is pretty universal. It's not fun to be separated from your normal life. And for many, being isolated is scary. But the thing about this specific experience is that we're all in it together. And I know you've probably heard enough of that phrase, but it's true. 
For many people, at least across America, everything stopped that one week in March. Schools and offices closed, events were canceled, local businesses shut down, and we were all forced inside our houses. I remember early in quarantine, I would go on family walks around the neighborhood. One of my good friends lives close to me, and I texted her to come outside to say hi to me from a distance when we passed. When we got there, she came out of her house and stood on the porch, and we started talking. Before I knew it, her whole family came out, and my parents started talking with hers, and suddenly we were all engaged in a conversation. That moment was so refreshing. It felt normal. We were talking about the things we had been up to, how our grandparents were doing, how we were feeling. And while those updates might not have been normal, the feeling of real human connection was profound. That was when it dawned on me that this family and so many others were feeling the same emotions. The whole world experienced the same trauma. No one wants the deadly virus. Some are fortunate to be able to stay home while those who were so grateful for continued to work. But no matter what, everyone had to face the fact that we're all terrified with what the world is going to look like on the other end of this. Those shared feelings are what bring people together. We're feeling so many emotions, but we're doing it together, and in that, we're able to empathize with and support each other. I've always had my little communities at school, but now the whole world feels like a, a community. To be honest, I was feeling this a lot earlier in the shutdown. Now that things are beginning to open up and some countries are even COVID-free, people's emotions are shifting. But for those remaining in quarantine, I'm with you and I support and validate all those emotions you're feeling. Thanks for listening, and thank you to these lovely people for being a part of this week's episode. Before I sign off, I'm going to make the PSA to please wear a mask when going out and please continue to practice safe distancing. It's summer and the weather is nice, but it doesn't mean that we can let up. In some places, the numbers are looking better, but in order to keep it that way, we need to keep up the safe practices. I hope you all stay healthy and stay safe. Thank you.